I've got an assignment for you. And here's what it is. I want you to turn around and tell somebody close to you, next to you, whatever, um, of the town or community or city that you were born in. And I want you to do it like it's the place. I was born in, okay, tell them, so turn around real quick, that's your assignment. Tell somebody where you were born. Okay, you can go ahead and be seated. I said you can be seated. <laughs> wow, that was pretty awesome. You guys really are proud of where you were born. So, um, let me tell you where I was born. Because they wrote a song about the place where I was born. Uh, in 1968, a guy named Bert Bacharach, pretty prolific songwriter, wrote a song called Do You Know the Way to San Jose? Anybody ever heard that song? Sung by Dionne Warwick. It's a great song. And so I am from San Jose, born and raised in San Jose. And I just want to share a few, few lyrics with you. It's Do You Know the, the Way to San Jose? I've been away so long. Go, um, go wrong and lose my way. Do you know the way to San Jose? I was born and raised in San Jose. Back to find some peace of mind in San Jose. I have lots of friends in San Jose, and I still do today. Do you know the way to San Jose? Well, let me tell you something. I do know the way to San Jose. Born and raised there. I can approach it from anywhere. I can tell anybody how to get there. I know with authority the way to San Jose. I can get you there. I actually don't want to go there, though. <laughs> I love San Diego. It's a great place to grow up. However, um, today we're going to get into uh, some of the claims that Jesus has been making. So some of what we call these the great I am claims out of the book of John. And we talked about the fact that he said, I mean, Jesus made some incredible claims. He said, I am the bread of life. And whenever he uses the word I am in these claims, he's actually asserting his deity. He's saying, I, I am God. And so because I'm God, I am the bread of life, the sustenance of life. I am the light of the world. He talked about the fact that I am the door, the gate to the Father talked about last week, he said, I, I am the good shepherd. And today, uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about where he says, I am the way. I, like, I am the way. And, and it's really important to know the way, depending on where you want to go. So, you know, like, if you're going to go somewhere, do you know the way? I know the way to San Jose, but he's saying, I know the way, I am the way, but I know the way to, to the Father. And so if you're here this morning and you're feeling maybe a, a, a little bit lost in life, and you're thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of lost. I'm trying to find my way. Uh, it's, it's unclear to me. This morning, we're going to talk about what Jesus has to say about that. So if you, if you have your Bibles, I'd like you to turn to the book of John, chapter 13. Um, and I'd really like you to read it. Like, if somebody sitting next to you has a Bible open or, um, you know, an iPad or whatever it is, uh, look over and just, just read it, if you would. Um, let me give you the, kind of the, the backstory here as, right before we get into what's going on. So... I want you, this, this is actually the Last Supper, and uh, I know you've all seen some famous pictures and things of the Last Supper, and it looks like they're all having a good time. They're actually not having a good time at all. 
Because what's going on in the room is really, really intense. Of course, this is where the, the first communion actually takes place. Which you got to like, we're going to take communion at the end of our time here. And we're going to, communion is going to be very meaningful and celebratory and remembering. But it wasn't that way for the first communion. Nobody had any idea. When Jesus said, this is my body and this is my bread, and he's doing it, these guys are absolutely spinning. They have no idea what all this means. They will know later, but they don't know at that particular time. And so what has just happened in the room, right before we read this verse, is that Judas Iscariot has, he's going he's gonna to betray Jesus, and Jesus you know, dips the bread with him, and he goes, you're the one. And, and, and the guys in the room were so confused about that, they, they don't even know what just happened. All they know is that Judas just walked out the door. So now there's 11 plus Jesus. And uh, the tension in the room is thick. Like, what is going on? So here, here we pick it up in, in verse 13, uh, excuse me, verse 31, and we're just going to read to verse 11. So it says, when he was gone, Judas Iscariot, uh, Jesus said, now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. My children, I will, I will be with you only a little longer and you will look for me. And just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. Now, when, I, when, when Jesus is saying these words, we're on the other side of, you know, 2,000 years later, and we go, makes perfect sense. Not to them. They're hearing this. Like, what, what are you talking about? And then he says in verse, uh, verse 34, he says, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. And by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. They didn't understand fully the extent of his love, but in hours he would, he would die on a cross, and, and then they would understand these in a, more, uh, in a fuller sense, like, wow, the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, Simon Peter asked him, Lord, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replied, where I'm going, you cannot follow, but you will follow later. And Peter asked, well, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I'll lay my life down for you. And then Jesus answered, will you really lay down your life for me? Very truly, I tell you, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. Moving into chapter 14, Jesus now offers some words of comfort. He realizes what's going on in the room, the tension, uh, just the sense of fear that these guys must have. And so he says to them, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's, in my Father's house has many rooms. If, 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 I, um, if that were not so, I would have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the place where I'm going. And Thomas, like, you get a love Thomas. He goes, no, we don't. <laughs> Thomas said, well, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And then this is where Jesus drops, again, one of the very famous I am's. And he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. And then he makes this statement, which we're going to talk about a little bit. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. And from now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. And then Philip chimes in, and Philip says, Lord, show us the Father. That'll be enough for us. And Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? 
even, even after I've been with, among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am the Father and that the Father is in me and the words that I say to you? I do not speak in my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing the works. Believe, believe me when I say I am the Father and that the Father is in me. So we'll, just, we'll stop right there. So what, what does this all mean? What does it mean when he says that I am the way and the truth and the light? That, because it's, it's really, it's, really a, it's a huge statement that Jesus is making there. I am the way. What, what way? Okay, what, what are you talking about? Well, in this moment, Jesus wanted to provide assurance for his people, not only then, but for all time, all followers for all time of Jesus who are in, in anxiety and saying, I, I, I know that there is a way in life, and uh, at any given time, all of us are trying to figure out that way. Hopefully, if you found Jesus, you did find the way. Um, but at this particular time, these guys are stressing and they're like, oh, okay, show us the way. And these are the comforting words of Jesus. If you follow me, you'll know the way. I, I, I will show you the way. Simon, of course, asked him, you know, where, where are you going? And, and, and then Jesus makes a statement. Well, right now, you know, you can't go where I'm going to go. And then later on, he says, but, but, but I'm, I'm going to come back. And he, he brings that assurance to them in, in the room at that particular time. Regardless of, of, now, whatever path you happen to be on right now, how many of you realize there's some detours on your path? How many of you have already had detours on your path? Everybody, right? I mean, pretty much, you're like, well, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to do this in life, and I'm going to have this career in life, and I'm going to marry that person in life, and all these things we want to do, and then suddenly it didn't happen, or it happened all the wrong way. And, we, and there's a detour, and, and, and whenever that happens to us, we, we get with this sense of, like, what, where am I going, and... And, and where is the way? I, I kind of I lost my, my way. And Jesus wants to assure us that if you follow me, no matter what's going on in your life, I'll get you back on the path. And I'll, and I'll show you the way. You don't have to worry. That's why he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. How many of you have read the old translation? What does it say? In my Father's house are many mansions. If I were not so, I would have told you. And I go there to prepare a place for you. That's kind of the way I memorized it when I was a kid. And, and it's interesting that um, in the old translation, it's mansions. And, and when we think of mansions, we think, like, you know, amazing, right? And, and I think from a, more from an American perspective, when you and I think about heaven, we tend to focus more on the, like, all the, what it's going to be, like all the amazing things the Bible says it's going to be, instead of what Jesus was actually saying here. Um, it's interesting, he, he says that, that uh, he used the word room, um, that, that I'm going to, going to prepare a room for you, prepare a place for you, and I will prepare a, a room, actually, in, in one of the translations. So in, in first century life, at that particular time, if you wanted to add somebody to the family, you know what you would add to the house? You'd add a room. You know, we're, we want you to be family, so we're going to build on, and you're going to be a part of our, of our family now. And this, they would understand this, not, not, not so much us. So they would go, oh, okay, you're going to build on to your mansion and add something for me. And what's cool about this is he was actually saying, yeah, and it's going to be designed just for you. How many of you have your own version of what heaven is? I do. I can think of, I mean, I got all kinds of thoughts about what I want heaven to be like. But have you ever thought that maybe God like, knows me and he knows you and he goes, I, I know what you, what you like. And so I got a place for you and it's just going to be amazing. 
But here's the part that maybe we don't understand so much, and this is what he's saying to them. What's going to make heaven heaven isn't so much, you know, whatever your version of heaven is, but it's going to be that you're going to be with family. You're going to be with people like uh, a few years ago, my wife and I had an amazing opportunity to go to Italy. We'd always wanted to go to Italy. We dreamed about going to Italy. And next thing I know, you know, we're right there. We're standing in front of the Colosseum in, in Rome, and then we're over in Florence, and we're traveling around Italy, and it was like amazing. You know what made that trip so special? It, it, it was that my wife, the person that I love more than anybody in the world, was with me. And so I got to experience it with her. Had I gone to Italy and somebody, hey, Steve, we're going to send you to Italy, and, and I'm, I'm there by myself, I'm standing looking at the Colosseum, you know, and next thing I'm over you know, on the Mediterranean looking at all the beauty over there, it would have been cool, but I'd be like, man, I, I just want to experience this with somebody. See, that's, that's, that's what Jesus is saying. I'm going to go and prepare a place for you, and you're going to be with family. And you're going to get to enjoy it with people that you love. And that's what's going to make heaven, heaven. It's just, it's just, it's so, and that's, way, that's God's way of comforting us. Follow me, I'm the way, and I'm going to lead you to a place that is mind-blowing. It's, it's going to be wonderful. Now, Jesus doesn't simply show us the way. He actually says, I am the way. Have you ever, have you ever uh, wanted to, like maybe somebody comes to San Diego and uh, if you're like me, I love San Diego, and, and uh, there's so many different places I love in San Diego. And I don't want to just say, hey, what you ought to do is you ought to go to Balboa Park, because that's a really cool place to go, and, and, and you ought to go to Sunset Cliffs, because you can get a great sunset sun view over there, and, and, and you ought to go to you know, some of our beaches. I, 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 I want to actually take them there. I want to show them, and that's what Jesus said. He, he's not just like saying, well, like a, like a traffic cop, yeah, yeah, go that way. He's going, no, I, I will show you the way, and by the way, I am the way. I am the way to life. I am the way to the Father. I am the way no one comes to me except through the Father, except through me. Now, I, just for a moment, I want you to look at this statement and think about what this sounds like in our culture today, in our present culture. And, and, and some of you might, maybe this has been um, kind of a, a sticking point, even for you, when you've talked to other people about faith and about what God's doing in your life, and this statement right here, he says, I am the way. No one comes to the Father except through me. And you're like, well, that sounds a little intolerant. I mean, come on, Jesus. You could have said, I'm one of the ways, or there are other ways, and I'm one of those ways. But Jesus didn't say that. He said, I am the way. And this, this is one of those statements that, is, wow, it, it flies in the face of a culture that says, you can't say that. Well, actually, I didn't say it, and you didn't say it. He said it. Jesus said it. And he says, if you want to know the Father, there's only one way to come to the Father, and that is through me. And, and, and sometimes, you know, um, that, that, that can be a struggle for us in the present-day culture because you might say something, and not, not like it being a jerk kind of a way, like, well, you know what the Bible says, and not that kind of a way. But there comes that point sometimes in a conversation, we'll say, well, why, why is it always about Jesus? Well, because you know, Jesus actually said, I am the way. And that there's no other way to the Father except through him. Like He, he made that statement, and I believe that statement. And uh, that's why. And, and, and I, I just, I just want to just like pause for a moment for you to let that sink into you, because maybe you're struggling with that. And maybe you're, you're a part of this segment of that culture and you've got friends and they're like, whoa, no, 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 no. There are many other ways. But I just see the words. 
hear what he says, understand the claim. Do you believe that claim? Right. That, that, that's all I'm saying. That when we follow Jesus, he sets us on, on a path. And he, he says, I am the way. But it also, it, it's also a path towards truth. Now, here, here's another sticking point in our culture. He says, not only am I the way, I am the truth and, and the life. Now, when it comes to truth today, wow, truth has got sort of nebulous and cloudy today, isn't it? I mean, we can't, I don't know, everybody's going, fake news, you know, and like, can we believe anything today? Uh, and, and so uh, it makes me think, that, like, we've come a long way from the Age of Enlightenment. Remember the Age of Enlightenment? Where there was, you know, you had objective truth. It was always about objective truth. There had to be a consensus of, is this true? And so all the minds came together and they would say, yeah, we all believe this is true. You can, you know, this is true. And then we arrived, you know, at uh, 2019. And it's like, man, you got your truth and I got my truth. And, you know, I'm living my truth. And truth is whatever you feel it is. And yet Jesus said, I, I am the truth. So let me, let me tell you uh, about when Jesus sort of fleshed the truth out one day in a sort of a, a, a kind of a crazy situation. So one day, you can find this in Matthew 21, if you want to look it up later. One day, Jesus goes through the temple, and many of you know this story, and he is really ticked off. He's furious, goes through the temple. They've turned it into a casino, and there's money changers, and they're doing all the wrong things. And, and so he walks through, and man, he's turning tables over, and he's got a whip, and he's beating everybody out of there. And he says, this is my father's house, and you've turned it into a den of thieves. How could you do this? So he's really, really upset a lot of people. And not long after, uh, the people, that, particularly that he's upset, they come to him, and these are the religious authorities and the people that have you know, uh, their, their investment in, in the temple, and they go, hey, by what authority could you go, go in there and do what you did today? And then, so Jesus, uh, he, he answers a question with a question. He goes, well, okay. I'm going to ask you a question first, and if you can answer my question, I'll answer your question. Oh, okay. He says, so Jaws baptism, was it, was it from heaven, was it from God, or was it from people? What, what, what do you say? And, and they, they huddle up, as you read the story, and they realize it's a catch-22. There's no way that they can say either yes or no, and they're going to be in trouble either way. If they say, yeah, it was from heaven, then Jesus is going to well, then how come you didn't believe them? Because they didn't actually believe in John the Baptist. But if, if, if they said, well, no, we don't think it's from heaven, we think it's from men, then they were going to be in trouble with the people and could have got stoned to death. And so they come back and they go, we don't know. And Jesus goes, okay, I can answer your question either. Now, here's why I'm tell, telling you this story about truth. These men were afraid to tell the truth. They, did, they, they could have come up and said, we actually didn't believe that, you know, that, that John was, was a prophet, but... but Truth was, was uncomfortable and inconvenient and possibly even dangerous for them. Here's the question I want to ask. Is there something in your life that's bigger than the truth? Something in your life that's more important than the truth? Because Jesus places a high value on truth. A high value on it. And we live in this wishy-washy, truth is abstract, loosey-goosey, your truth, my truth, in the midst of all of that, Jesus said, no, there is a, is a truth. Is, is it possible that there is a truth that is bigger than our version of truth? Bigger than us even being uncomfortable with, in, with certain kind of truth. I want to just let, let, that, let that sink in for a moment. 
True confession here for a moment. I hate to confess this, but for many years I've been lying to you. Yeah, blatant lie. Well, not blatant. I didn't actually know I was lying to you. So let me tell you what. For many years, I've been telling the story about my grandfather coming from Sicily and how he came to Sicily. And it's always been one of my favorite stories to tell. I love telling this story. And I found out about a year ago, it's not true. (laughs) Now, let me tell you the part. Most of it's true, but my version of it wasn't true, but it was the version that I knew. And and it's a really fun version. So the version I always told is, so my grandfather, you know, when he was about 19 or 20 years old, he he was in the Italian Navy and he jumped on a boat and the, uh, the boat, the ship actually came over to San Francisco on the west side, you know, uh, of our country. And so he jumps off the boat in San Francisco and he moves to San Jose and that's, you know, where my parents were born and, and, and that's how my life began. And just, I love that. I'm like, ah, he jumps off, you know, he's Italian Navy, it's just it's so good. And then uh, a year ago, my, my sister was doing some research and she said, Steve, you're never going to believe this because this is what we heard from my dad. He actually did not come to San Francisco. He went through Ellis Island, like all the other immigrants, in, in 1921. I said, what? No, he didn't. She said, yeah, I, she said we actually had documentation. Uh, uh, we actually had the picture of my grandfather, uh, Matteo Bombacci, his signature in 1921 on Ellis Island. And she said, by the way, he lived in New Jersey for a few years. I said, what? <laughs> Oh, West Coast guy. Yeah, he lived in New Jersey. And then slowly migrated over to California, went to San, you know, lived in San Francisco, and then made his way to San Jose. So all these years, I've been lying to you. And I didn't even know it. And here's the thing. It's actually more fun for... I, like, I could just keep telling you the other version or tell the other people, yeah, uh, and, and, and so that's why truth matters, doesn't it? Jesus said, I am the truth. That when I make Jesus teaching my true north, it keeps my life from going south. I really, I think that's kind of cool. We wrote that up there. Um, but when you think about true north, think about, has anybody here ever sailed by the stars? We have any, any sailors in here that have sailed by the stars? I know that sometimes people can do that, and you can actually do that, and there's a reason that you can sail by the stars. They don't move. They don't move. And so that celestial navigation, we call it, and there are people that, that do this, and, and so you always know that the Big Dipper is not going to move, and the North Star is the North Star, and it doesn't move, and everything is fixed. That's how our GPS works. I mean, all of you today are using GPS, right? But it, it's based on these fixed areas that nothing moves. You can count on it. And, 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 and Jesus says, I am the truth, and you can count on that, and, and the Bible says that he is the same yesterday, today and forever, and you can count on that. And in theology, we call that he's immutable, which means he doesn't change, unlike the culture, unlike sometimes our own version of truth. He says, I am the truth. And truth matters. John 14, verse 16, And I'll ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you be, to be with you forever. What is it, though? What? Yeah, truth matters. You know why? He says, so I'm going to put the Holy Spirit in you, and if you're lost, if you're trying to find your way, I'm going to, I'm going to have a Holy Spirit navigational work inside of you. It's a GPS internal to you, and it's called the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will guide you into truth. And I'm telling you, it works. Man, it works, and it gets better and better as you follow Jesus. You'll be more tuned into it. 
He will guide you into truth. Finally, as we walk with him, we can walk confidently. And, and, and so I've been walking with the Lord a long time, and I'm really confident about saying, look it, I don't have life wired, uh, and I'm certainly not perfect, but one thing I, I can tell you about this, um, I'm following Jesus really hard, and so you can follow him too, because I'm on the right path. I am on the right path. And as a follower of Christ, I mean, I think all the people around you who are not on the right path, if, if indeed you're on the right path, Think of all those people that could benefit from you, and they're a little bit lost. Maybe they're kind of lost in, in a lot of different ways in life. Like, maybe you were before you came to Christ. And you're like, yeah. So I, I can actually start to show them the way. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And of course, Jesus says, follow me. Follow me. Jesus is very famous for saying that. He says, you want to you know where life is? You want to know where truth is? Follow me. So that when people feel lost, we can show them the way. I, I, you don't have to raise your hand, but I wonder how many of you know somebody who's lost? They have just lost their way. And maybe, you know, multiple marriages, and they just can't get it right relationally. Maybe it's, it, they're just really messing their life up uh, with, with drugs, with alcohol. Um, you know, I, I always say this, and I believe this is so true. I believe that everybody is looking for God. Everybody. I believe every human being is looking for God. They just don't know it. And they're trying to find God through sleeping around. And they're trying to find God through drugs. And they're trying to find God through alcohol. And they're trying to find God through money and God through their career. And they're trying to find God through experiences. That's really what they're doing. They're looking for something that's deeper and transcendent and meaningful and has purpose in their life. And they're going... I just want to make my life work. And what they're really looking for is they're looking for God. And they just don't know it. And here, Jesus says, follow me. I'm the way. You want to experience real life? You want to experience real truth? You want your life to really have meaning and purpose? Follow me. And you'll, and you'll find it. Paul said this, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. You and I, are now in a position, if you have a relationship with Jesus, you're following him, to help other people actually find their way. That relationship with Jesus leads us to the Father. Because what did he say? No one comes to the Father except through me. So we have that relationship. We have that connection with God. And so let me ask you a question. Where do you need Jesus to guide you today? Maybe you walked in here, and the minute I threw out the word lost, you went, yeah, yeah. Pretty descriptive of what's going on in my life right now. And maybe it's just one area of your life. Maybe it's in a relational situation. Or maybe it's in your career. Maybe financially you're just like, what's going on? I don't know. And and, and you feel kind of lost. This is what James says. James, the brother of Jesus, said these words. He said, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. When Jesus said, I am the way, he brings it. He brings wisdom. He brings Holy Spirit guidance to us. And he will lead you. But here's the thing. He can only lead you if you're going to follow. He can only lead you if if Jesus is the go-to in your time of need. And you go, well, I don't know what to do right now. Uh, And then you go to some other thing that you've always gone to, and it's not Jesus. It's got to be him. If you're going to follow him. When he says, I am the way, follow him. Let him him actually lead the way. And then, as we enter into this time of Easter, is there anybody, and I really want you to be thinking about this, and again, this is why I keep pulling the card out, is it a next-door neighbor, is it a co-worker, uh, is it somebody that you play softball with, 
you know, somebody that you can think about, and you're going, I should invite that person to church. Or maybe just hang out with them or start to serve them in some way, open their heart up a little bit. Because they're lost, and I could help them. You could literally change their life by helping them to find the way. He said, I am the way. So you can walk in it. And he said, I am the truth. You can trust in his truth. And then he said, I am the life. So that you and I can experience real life. Let's bow our heads for a moment. And we're going we're to receive communion in a couple of minutes here. And so um, let's pray. Father, we live in a culture today that's, well, almost beyond confusing. Well, there's so many ways and so many options and so many ideas and thoughts and yet you're so absolutely crystal clear about the way. Jesus, you were the one that said it and then you backed it up by laying down your life for us. And you said, love one another as I have loved you. And by this will all men know, if you're my disciples, if you have love one for another. That's the way. That is the way. And my, my prayer that if there is somebody here this morning who has not found the way, that today, right now, in this moment, they would come to you. They'd have the courage to say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to choose to follow you. Maybe you've never done it before. Or maybe you did, but you lost your way. You drifted away. Didn't expect it to happen, but it just over time, it just kind of happened. And if that's you, and you're here today, and you say, I'm back, or I want to find the way. And so I'm looking to Jesus to lead me. Would you just raise your hand? I just want to include you in my closing prayer before we come into communion. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Yeah. Okay. Anybody else? Heavenly Father, Thank you for sending your son Jesus into this world. And Jesus, we thank you that you, you, you did the heavy lifting for us. You did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. We're always getting lost. We're always tripping over ourselves in life. But Lord, you came along and you, you said, I'm the way. And you've shown us. And so for these that have responded to you today, Lord, show them the way. Reveal yourself to them, God. Just illuminate their lives with your life and with your light, Lord. And I pray that from this day forward that they'll never get lost again. That they'll always know that you're there to help them, to give them truth and guide them. And that they'll lead others to know you as well. We ask that Jesus in your name. Amen. Amen.